Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. This is a podcast exclusively about Google ads and search engine marketing. Chris, how's it going today? Hey! Yes! It's great, Jason. I'll be the one to yell. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I know it took you years to achieve that, so maybe I'll just keep doing it till you bring it back. But um, I'm good. Uh, exciting times, beautiful weather, successful business, amazing campaigns, and, and it's and it's just a normal day, you know? It's just another day, and that's that's what life is. That's what we put together here, and what's ridiculous... We really, wow, we really did switch roles here. Yeah. <laughs> what's ridiculous <laughs> is that we're just going to give it away for free, you know, just to roll in the rest of the Jason mantra... I'm going to talk about how we just give it away for free. We're about to tell you all the successes, ours. I don't, I mean, Jason, at the point that we've talked, we're, I'm starting to push up to where, like, I've spent more hours talking to you than I have the woman I committed my life to, like, 15 years ago. You know, like, we talk a lot about one topic. Who would have thought that we could talk this long and still not run out of stuff to talk about and still provide such good content? It's amazing. Does she, does she know that AdWords became Google Ads? <laughs> does she? <laughs> probably not. She probably noticed that I stopped saying AdWords and started saying Google Ads to people. But that's a good question. I'll 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 um report back on that and let you know how plugged in is the woman of the number two greatest Google Ads manager in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, it would be. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking it would be interesting to get her on here one day or get Cynthia on and just ask them basic Google Ads questions because what's interesting is the flow of um, information. They they are very close to two of the top Google Ads managers on the planet. We talk about Google Ads all the time. It just flows around us, and even they might not fully understand the concepts possibly of bids and search terms. Because the reason I say that is because when you talk to business owners who are going to advertise on Google or who have been advertising on Google for seven years with different agencies, a lot of people don't know the fundamentals, you know? Yeah. Are you telling me you're, you're whatever she is, uh, that she... Sister. Sister. <laughs> she's not whatever she is because she's not my sister. So you can rule that one out, Chris. Okay. That's the one thing she's not, your sister, your non-sister live-in partner. Can you tell me if she asks you, does she actually ask you about Google Ads? Does she sit more than 20, 18 seconds and listen to something about Google Ads with you? No, we don't talk Google Ads particulars. We just make fun of you. Oh, well, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah you've alluded to I just, that before I just get back and chris said this chris said that <laughs> wait listen this is what's going on with chris let me rewind this podcast listen listen look at listen to how i made fun of chris <laughs> he didn't even catch it I, he said Louisville, and i just let him roll for five minutes and then corrected him <laughs> i know you know it it would be a tough podcast to do if i had more pride but i don't so, Chris, I was listening to Adam Carolla yesterday, and he was talking about a story how he had a um, girlfriend who was in a sorority at a college when he was in his 20s, and he was not 
college material and didn't uh, know about that world and stuff, but he was dating her. And one time he went to this party and there were a bunch of frat guys there and he was, he met one of them and was talking with them. And this was in California. And the guy was like, yeah, family's out in Texas. And I came out here to uh, go to school, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Adam Carolla asked him, so what do you, what do you guys do in Texas for fun? And he's like, well, you know, we like to go down to the beach sometimes. And then Adam Carolla flipped out on him and made fun of him and started like maniacally laughing because he was like, there's no beach in Texas, you <laughs> idiot. Because his, his impression of Texas was just fields and country. And so that reminded me of uh, your lack of geography. <laughs> Honestly, the last thing we made fun of, uh, made fun of you on was we talked on Patreon a few weeks ago about private school and you were talking about how you were so impressed when you toured to school because the kids who were like in third grade could name all 50 states. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, Chris can't do that. And that's well, not that impressive, but it's I impressive feel, for Chris. I feel like I, many of our listeners are nodding their heads right now. I don't think that I'm in the minority of people that cannot name all 50 states. Watch any Jimmy Kimmel Man on the Street episode where he asks basic questions about government, you know, civil stuff, anything like that. People don't know. So I'm just admitting it instead of being embarrassed. So Chris, when when uh yeah, when I talk to Cynthia, sometimes she's like, uh, Wisconsin. What what time zone are they in? Where is that? And she doesn't <laughs> she has no idea that they're like due north of Oklahoma. But um let's talk a little civics, talk a little government, uh -oh. just in terms of like high school education. Really? I'd love to just like pull out one little trivia to teach people each week and we can teach them by asking you. So <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna grant you for this, the sake of the show that you understand that the U.S. Senate passes a bill, mm -hmm. and then Congress together passes a bill, the House, mm -hmm. and then it goes to the president, and it doesn't oh, become no. law until the president signs it. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. The three, yes, okay. the three branches. What what is what is the process called between the time when both houses, the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate pass their own bills, they have to get to one bill. So even though they both pass this law, whatever, blah, 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 it's got to become the actual same wording so they can send the president one bill to sign. So what is that process called? Kind of a hard question for the that, first episode, <laughs> first week of this. I thought you were going to ask, like, wh what is the capital of? Like, this is way, this isn't, this is a fill in the blank question. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know what? that. All right. You're right. Do you? Can you? Okay. So what's the answer? Reconciliation. Oh my goodness! I there's no no. I no. I don't think I've ever heard. What that. what what is the capital of Florida? Multiple choice, and I'll give you one that we know it's for sure not. Miami. <laughs> okay, no. Here's it's your not multiple Miami. choice. We know no. it's for sure not Miami. <laughs> no. All right, Miami, Liberty City, Tallahassee, or Lakeland? Oh, the one I was thinking wasn't even in that list. Is there... I don't know. I, I, Well, you have to guess. It's multiple choice. Miami, and it could be Miami. I could be just trying joking. to throw you off. There's no Liberty way. City, Tallahassee, Tallahassee, or Lakeland. Good job, Chris. You know the capital. You know the capital <laughs> of one of the biggest states in the country. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. Oh, Chris, did you get I, nervous about academic like test taking and stuff? Because you get nervous every time we do something like that. Well, I've never taken a test in front of thousands of people, uh, so that's a first. But 
I know I didn't. I, I'd never really. I mean, yes, actually, take that back. I constantly got. How nervous. many Supreme Court justices are there? Are you U.S. Ki- Supreme Court? Well, there's a, there, there's an odd number. Don't Google it. Don't Google. There's it. an odd number. I'd say seven or nine. Can't remember which. Well, you got to pick one. Seven. Three. It's usually like a three-four vote is what I usually hear. So seven. What? How many? Nine. You're making. Yes. Good job, Chris. You got it. <laughs> He's making facial gestures on an audio show. Now name them. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, Elena let me Kangan, tell you. Justice oh, Sotomayor, Stephen Breyer, Alito, Roberts, Kavanaugh. Well, there's nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Clarence Thomas. Two more. And um, uh, Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the last one, Neil Gorsuch, nine. Nine wow. for nine. That's wow. Can I be elected president yet? That's friggin' amazing. Just just knowing the the nine Supreme Court justices off the top of my head, do you know that puts me in like the top one percent of or something like that, or top three percent of Do American you know that knowledge? about non civil US things? Like do you know that? I about know everything about everything, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So I've asked you a biology. You want to throw question. trivia at me? Like yeah, what 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 is the quote unquote powerhouse of the cell? This is a biology question. Powerhouse. Glucose. Wrong. Mitochondria. Mononucleosis. No. <laughs> no. Mitochondria. Like that's a like you hear that. Oh, in, mitochondria. Okay. Like that's yeah. like a high school question. So you don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think I defeated you there. Maybe maybe ninety nine percent of everything. But let me tell you guys about how to get. A grade A, A++ on your Google Ads. I'm talking about Optio. Optio.com slash PSP2. I'm going to give you my favorite thing of today about what I like about Optio. Okay. I get up in the morning and I get into my Google Ads. That's the first thing I do. I start checking and going through my list of all my accounts. The most difficult thing is figuring out what do I check now? What do I look at? What, what deserves my attention during this time? And what I love about Optio is that when you log in and get into an account, there's a list of boom, 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 things to check. Warning, this is happening, or you should write a new ad, or you should increase bids, or you check your uh, frequency cap on your remarketing, or uh, decrease bids, pause this keyword, disable search partners, all kinds of ideas. This is a great tool, and not only does it give you descriptive ideas of how to improve your Google Ads, but... It also gives you suggestions on how to do it faster. So this tool is not only designed to help you improve them, but to get it done faster. So this is a great tool, recommended for a long time. They've been a sponsor, and I know many of our listeners have tried it out and love it and are currently users of it. So you can join the cool group of people that use Optio, get things done faster in Google Ads, opteo.com slash PSP2 for a eight-week free trial check them out optio.com slash psp2 thanks chris and i want to thank today's other sponsor the google ad strategy with kyle solarud podcast you might be looking for a podcast about google ads you might have not found it so far today and if you're looking for a podcast about google ads we want to recommend google ad strategy with kyle solarud Kyle Solarud, friend of the show, and you can find it on any podcast player that you use. One thing Kyle did with this podcast is he started by answering the most common questions about Google Ads. So if you go back and start with the first episode, you'll basically be getting a free intro to a Google Ads course within the first 30 episodes. 
Then, more recently, he's been interviewing other Google Ads experts and covering specific topics like Google Ads for e-commerce, Google Ads for dentists, and Google Ads for other types of local businesses. Wherever you're at with Google Ads, whether you're a beginner or an expert, we think you'll get a lot from Kyle's show. Again, Google Ads Strategy with Kyle Solarud. Search that on your podcast player. Subscribe today. You can also go to googleadstrategy.com and see the recent episodes and their great episode topics. So, Chris, we're going to finish up our series today about making the perfect website for pay-per-click performance, Google search ads performance. And I happen to think these principles we've laid out also make for a great business website in general. But first, I want to read this week's five-star review of the week from Ashley in that's what they're calling it on Apple Podcasts now. It says the number one country in the world. Oh, it says that. So I, yeah, and then in parentheses it says United States of America. Oh, like, like we. So it's I mean, a little redundant. We yeah, all already know that, obviously. but yeah, it says United States of America. So <laughs> love that review. So five stars, great find, so helpful. I'm a newbie analyst for paid search, and and that things have been really tough due to COVID. So I'm glad I found this podcast with such great content. I listened to them while I cook and was able to catch up with so much knowledge. Thank mm. you, guys. Wow. Well, that's amazing, Chris. I wonder what she's cooking right now. Mm. I love home cooking. I have spent a lot of money to make sure I get as much home cooking as possible at my home. Big, huge kitchen because it's important. All right. Are we going to jump in or are we going to talk about? Yeah, let's no, let's dive in. So. We're doing it. So we we're, the way we format this is uh, as a checklist. You can go down, run this across your own website, and see what you need to improve. Now, we've talked about technical stuff. We've talked about making your site conversion tracking friendly. That's so important because if you don't do Google Ads with conversion tracking, you're not flying blind, but you're not flying as uh, seeing as you could be. Conversions really help, obviously. Then we talked about the visuals. And this week we're going to, we have some miscellaneous things at the end that never really fit with anything else and we'll run through those. But the main point of today's show is the checklist for your content. And content, we're talking words, we're talking text, we're talking what's on your site. So Chris, one thing I've noticed about business websites that I have seen perform really, really, really good for Google Ads is kind of a buffet strategy for for a menu. And I, I've never seen this term before. Uh, I think I came up with it. And one of the things about some of the businesses we work with, they offer so many different like kind of services. Like overall, they do one service. But within that, there's like <clears throat> sometimes 10, maybe 15 different individual topics that they do. So for an example, moving company, they do commercial moving but some specialize in moving dentist offices. Mm, so wow. it can get, yeah, it can get really granular. And the thing about Google ads is you want to have an ad that matches the person's search. And then you want to take them to a page on a website that matches their, what they're searching for. And so you can do that by having a ton of menu options. The problem is it's hard to get tons of menu pages, menu options in a menu and still make it look good. So one thing, that I've found that I like, maybe people out there don't like this, but I like it. I call it that buffet menu strategy where you kind of have a main menu, but then somewhere else, maybe you have a secondary menu or even 
a menu under that, just different menus. So my, I guess my main kind of first item is whether you take people to those pages or not, you want to at least have them findable on the homepage, the different service pages that talk about what you're actually advertising for. Um, I guess, Chris, if you could just speak to put yourself in the position, you're making a Google ads account, you're, you've done everything, you're on the ads now. And do you know that feeling I'm talking about where you have different keywords and different ads, and then you go to the website and you're like, ah, there's not really a good page that talks exactly about this. And I wish there was, can you kind of speak to that? So as you know, Jason and I agree on the way we build a campaign starts with a an approach of a topical layout. So you have ad groups that have a certain topic. And one of the feelings that Jason's talking about is when you build something and you think, here's this little niche that I found. Someone's looking for this, but they also included this word. So this is a little bit of a spin, a topical spin on that. It's not just dentist, but it's pediatric dentistry. It's not just dentist, it's emergency dentistry, you know, and these are very common, but those you often see, but I'm talking about even more specific stuff, you know, that might be a dentist that specifically does bridges or, you know, specific work, you know, open, open on Saturdays. Yeah. Things like that. The best feeling is being able to build that campaign and being able to point to someone, point someone to a page that uh, focuses specifically on that. Now, I would I would preface this with the point that if you don't, you know, much like what I do, I, I focus my services just on one thing and I do one thing only. So I wouldn't say this applies to everyone. If you don't really provide a different service for different people, different things, different solutions, it's all just one thing. Maybe this doesn't apply to you. So I'd say it's not for everyone, but in the vast majority of people, it's going to be advantageous for you to speak directly to the vertical, to the topic, to the subject of what you are advertising. And and I would suggest it for people who are spending money on Google ads. If you're spending money to bring people to your site, I think it's worth the investment of at least having some kind of uh, divested approach instead of just pointing everything to one service and saying, yep, we do dentistry. Speaking to each individual subject is going to be much more powerful. It's a great feeling to be able to see on that page and know, oh, when they do bridge, they have a special financing service that they do. Oh, when they have kids, they have TVs in the room. You know, like this imagery. Oh, uh, and and they and they take uh, the insurance of this uh, statewide, yeah, like uh, whatever the yep. government healthcare is, so people know that they can get service there. You know, and um, the 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 thing that's difficult is how do you pack all those service pages? How do you pack all that information into a website and still make it look nice? That's not our job. We're just telling you that the if you have a website with tons of information it really helps the Google ads manager because now we have different options for our landing pages um, and also site links. But in terms of how to make that look nice, I don't know. You got to work with a web designer who knows how to pack a bunch in. Not on one page. The answer is not anchor text where you point someone halfway down the page to an anchor text where it automatically scrolls to the children's dentistry. No, load times on those things are atrocious. I'm not talking about iframes or framing out one area and pointing them to that one frame. Individual pages within a website is what we're talking about. 
Yeah, and it gives us uh, options to, to come up with uh, different landing pages to use. Um, and then it also allows us to use different site links and even at the ad group level, and uh, we can get very granular. That all helps um, just so people can, if they maybe aren't working with the web designer um, and don't have that capability right now, Chris, one thing they can do is they can they can create these kind of pages almost as blog pages on their website if that's a capability they have and and I've used I've used blog pages as landing pages for ads before if they're super relevant the one thing you would want to keep in mind and we talked about this with the making your website conversion tracking friendly just cuz it's a blog page or a post that you made it doesn't mean it has to be a block of content paragraph style thick paragraphs and that's it you can have a website where you have the phone number big on every page, where you have the the lead form prominent above the fold on every page, and then you can make those blog pages more scannable, kind of like homepage content. I've seen that work well. So if you don't have that website capability with the website designer right now, but you can make blog pages, play around with that, test it out, and then you can you can judge the performance. One final thing, Chris, about having tons and tons of blog pages or service pages and figuring out a way to make your website functional with all those. It's great for remarketing. You can, and this is about making you the perfect website for Google ads. If you have individual links, individual pages or posts about certain topics, you can create remarketing audiences based on people who've seen those specific pages. And then you can create remarketing ads that speak to those pages. So if it's a commercial moving company, or if it's a moving company that does commercial and office moves as one of their services, you can create a custom remarketing list for only people that have seen the commercial page. And then you can hit them with ads that talk about your commercial office moving service. And so it just, I've seen that lead to extremely solid results on remarketing. The reason why it's because it's so relevant. You're remarketing to people who've been to your website who are interested in you. But on top of that, you're remarketing to the exact service that you know they were looking for. So the more pages you have, the more the more options you have. So Chris, next piece of content, business address. Do you like seeing business addresses on pages that you work with? I, th- I think business address is bare minimum. I think a a mention of the fact that they are not a you know not some kind of idea of a business, you know, we're not an entity that has no shape or form, you know, we're we're just on the internet. I don't think feel people feel comfortable with that. People like to know that you are based somewhere because when you see things that, you know, just we serve everyone all the time anywhere. It makes you think that it's it's some kind of conglomerate that's outsourcing things to multiple places. They don't really have a definitive set of things that they do. They're just a yes man kind of company. I I like business address. This is what we do. We're located here. You know, we may be located in this state, but we serve other areas. I mean, I I make that same message on my website. I don't have a business address. So maybe you don't have to put a business address, but I think the idea is the message. The messaging is important. A lot of people work from home. You know, have have agencies from home, services from home. They 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 mow lawns, but they keep their lawnmowers at their house, and they don't want to put their house address on there. I'm not advocating house address on your website, but I am advocating pointing the fact that you're in this area and you service this area. That's the main content message that you want to convey. 
Well, I happen to think business addresses help quality score. Oh, really? Oh, that's. I happen to think that. And you know what? It's a free country. I'm allowed to think what I want. And we talk about it all the time. Quality score. We don't know what's in it. It's a black box. We think we know click-through rate helps a ton. We obviously think we know having relevant keywords, relevant ads, and a relevant site help a ton. But the exact signals, we don't. no one knows. Yeah. Outside of whoever knows it, you can. So you can I'm allowed to anything. have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, you, and I, I can, but I really believe that. I think there's something to. Now, here's the here's the thing about quality score that's so tricky. Is there something in the algorithm code that says, "Oh, if we see a business address, give it one one thousandth of a bump in quality score," <laughs> or probably more likely, or is it more likely that people who see a business address on a website perform better and don't click to back to Google as fast and find the experience more relevant? And then that overall leads to quality scores being higher on websites that have business addresses, but it's not about the business address. It's about what the business address does for the user experience. And that's judged in a different way. I think that's probably the case, but just to share some of my thinking about quality score, that's how I... That's how I think about it. What's going to make the user experience better? And for me, when I'm dealing with a dentist, when I'm dealing with a moving company, a local business, I like seeing a business address. I like knowing they're anchored to the community that we do business in. And I just like having the feeling like, okay, if something goes wrong, if, if this experience is not well, if I need help, if you said you were going to mow my lawn and then broke my sprinklers... Mm. I, I need to find like I want to find you. I want to know where you're located. I want to be able to know you're not fly by night, you know. So I, that's why I like the business address. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I would say maybe not so much quality score, but I would say that the comprehension. Well, you can have your level, opinion too. That's true. My opinion is that the comprehension level is much higher. If I am looking for a restaurant and I'm googling good Mexican food in my area, and I go to a website and it's like you know this is. Javi's, you know, tacos or something like that. And I scroll through the whole site. Everything looks great, but I can't find where they're located. Like, I can't see the word, what city they're in. That drives me crazy. And I think that happens across all industries. So it's not so much, you know, for me, not so much about quality score and what Google thinks, but it's more about the ability for a person to comprehend, okay, they're on this street in this city. I'm going to go see them. That's what's important. Well, that kind of ties into our next tip here, Chris. And this is, um, I like to say this, not every episode, but usually every other episode. If there's one tip in the history of the show that you listen to and that you find useful, this is the biggest tip I have. And I only say that about two times a month. So this one actually is, it is huge, Chris. And it's like a light bulb moment tip that I give clients when, and I don't even, it's not even clients, it's just people that dangle a piece of business in front of me. And then I talk to them like an idiot on the phone. <laughs> give, give away everything. Valuable information. <laughs> but what, is there anything better I could be doing on my website? Oh, yeah. Let me spend an hour telling you. <laughs> yeah. Or what really happens, Chris, is let me spend 30 seconds. But that 30 seconds is based on years and years of a crystal brain experiencing Google ads and understanding it better than any human ever. And I'm able to give them the knowledge and information. It doesn't take an hour. I can see within seconds what's wrong with them. One of the biggest issues is headlines on the site. Yeah. 
They don't do yep. two things. Yep. Well, they don't do one thing. They don't tell people they're in the right place. So there's a couple examples of that. Is One is like if you if you have a page on your website about grandparents' rights in a divorce, you, you have to have a headline that says that's what the page is about. Grandparents' rights attorney. You'd be surprised how many people don't have it. And a bigger issue is the geo. I see this with moving companies all the time. No, they, they have words like on their homepage, professional moving services, local business. They don't tell people what city they serve. And to me, that's one of the biggest things. You get to a website, you do a search, moving companies, Oklahoma City. If I go to a website and it just says, we're great movers in business for 10 years, it's not as strong as saying, oh, serving Oklahoma City for 10 years. There's something about saying the city name that you do business in, the major metro. And I see it every week. So many people don't take the time to look at their website from the perspective of someone who has no idea who they are. And so that comes across in the lack of descriptive headline language. It, let, me, let me lay it out like this to be very clear. What Jason's talking about is if you are an attorney that does grandparents' rights and you don't put grandparents' rights attorney or, you know, attorney for grandparents' rights, what I often see people do is they think, well, it has the word grandparents in it. They think that's what's important. And the headline they'll put is, you love your grandparents, or excuse me, you love your grandkids. Aren't grandkids important, you know, or, you know, Make sure you protect your protect your family, you know, stuff like that. It's this emotional pull. I think over time I've become more and more adverse to an emotional headline. I don't like them. I don't think they convey the message and they convey the number one thing that you talked about, letting people know that they are in the right place at the right time. I just see it so often. People just using an emotional headline when, in fact, people just want to know, look, I got three seconds before this light turns green and I got to put my phone down and drive to work. But I'm looking for a lawyer. Or I'm looking for you know someone to mow my lawn. Don't use emotional language. So the hard, the hard thing about that, Chris, is emotional language, persuasive language. It works. It hooks people in. And so it, to me, it's walking a balance of like, you do have to let people know they're in the right place because the analogy I would use or the metaphor is if you're in a rough part of town and you come across a person who looks like a ghost with horrible teeth and it turns out <laughs> they look like that because they're high on methamphetamines okay. and they pull out a switchblade wow. and they say, give me your money because they need money for drugs because they're addicted. So everyone that wants to legalize all drugs... You may want to think about opioids and methamphetamine <laughs> before you decide to do that because people get addicted to them. It changes their brains and then they're willing to commit crimes and stab people to get money to fuel their drug habit. So you may want to think about that when you're 15 years old and want to talk about politics with me at Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. So, Chris, you're in a rough part wow. of town. A guy who's addicted to methamphetamine comes up to you with a switchblade knife. He's on crystal meth. He's been up for three and a half where are we, days. Where are we going with this? Are you, are you, you, you'll see. Okay. Are you going to make an emotional pitch to him that says, I have a family. Please, we're both humans. Can't you see the good in me? Don't stab me for money. I'll help you. Let's go get help. Let's go get you treatment. Let's right. turn around your life. <laughs> 
is that going to work or is pulling out a gun and blasting him away in self-defense going to work? Right? So here's, here's the metaphor. Here's the metaphor. When you're dealing with people coming to your website from a Google search, you're dealing with methamphetamine users who've been up for three and a half days. No, not everybody doing a Google search coming to your website's been on meth for three days. But they but act that's like how it. they act. Yeah. Yep. That's how they act. The drugs in their brain, whatever their brain does, when they do a Google search and they get access to the world's information <laughs> in <laughs> such a small part of a second, we don't even know what to call that measurement of a second because Google's figured out how to do this. That's not the way human brains were wired. That's not what we evolved for. And it overwhelms people and the options are too much and they think they're going to get exactly what they're looking for because that's what they've gotten 97% of the time when they do searches. You don't give those methed up junkies what they're looking for. They're going to bounce back to Google. So the problem is if you do some kind of emotional pitch, persuasion pitch to bring them in, you're going to lose people who are methed up and want to flip back to Google yep. if they don't get the exact thing they're looking for back in a microsecond. But at the same time, if you have horrible, just dry language, you're not going to get as much as you could if you had the persuasive language. But you know what, Chris? I might be leaning to where you're at, where it's like, well, if you use the persuasive language, you're going to lose way more than you're going to lose from the junkies who come to your website and are like, oh, okay, that's what I wanted. So I think for Google searches, straightforward language really does does help. Maybe that maybe the thing is like a headline, straightforward language, a sub headline, some kind of emotional pitch. Sure. Maybe the thing is like a headline, straightforward language, an image, some kind of emotional pitch. Um, but yeah, I, I would lend, I would lean towards where you're at with those headlines. You're getting traffic from Google ads, make, make those headlines clear, let the people know they're in the right place as, as fast as possible. They, they're not doing searches cause they feel like they're in a good place. You know, that's, they already yeah. understand the emotion. They understand that they have, they have a problem, you know, yeah. they, they're looking to solve their they're problem. Li- they already understand the emotion. You don't have, you don't have to explain that. Listen, you, you let the pest issue get so bad. You're having to call pest control because your wife is mad at you this morning because there was a cockroach in her bedroom, you know, like. Right. And you told her you would handle it two weeks ago and you yeah. didn't. We know. We know. You don't have to and show now, me. now the pressure's building up. The upset wife yelling at the husband in the picture, you know, like, I already feel that. That was literally my morning, you know, so. That didn't happen to me. I'm not self-reflecting. Don't look at me like that. Chris, yeah. So th- this next one, Chris, the, the, what, I, what I like seeing on the website um, in terms of content and term, now we're talking persuasion. Now we're talking selling and stuff. I really like when businesses I work with explain, yes, I like a little what you were just talking about. I like when they kind of meet where the person's at in terms of matching that they understand they have a problem. But what I really like seeing is when they explain the value that they can add to the search user who has the problem. So grandparents rights attorney, they can put on that content page all the ways that they can help grandparents get what they want to get done, which is access to their grandchildren. And they can use examples of how they've done that in the past. They can explain different laws in their state that most people don't know about. And so I like when people explain the value that they add, because to me, what that does as a Google ads manager, I think that increases the conversion rate. So you go from the step of someone doing a search, the ad matches the search that's under our control. Mm -hmm. The content on the page matches the search 
That's us helping the client with their headlines and stuff. From there, it's up to the search user. Now we have to have them do something for us. And that's fill out a form or call in. And how do we get them to do that? Well, you have to prove to them that you can help them. And so that's how I would be thinking about uh, my content when I'm thinking of a business website. How can I explain to that search user how I can help them and make it worth their while to convert, to do what I need them to do, to call in or fill out a lead form? Because so many websites I work with are so dry, Chris. They they don't tell people how they can help people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not that I'm against you know anything beyond just blatant facts. I think the value. I love bullet points. Explaining what the actual service is, literally what they get. When you call me, this is what I will do. You will get a call back. You will then see me every week after that. I'll come and I will do this and make sure all your plants are watered. You know, like literally explaining the value that they're adding. I love that in a bullet point. That's some of the most uh, successful clients that I see is when they go the extra mile to explain exactly what this service looks like, what this product does for them, what this professional um, service is, and, and how it applies to this legal matter or something like that. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to to do it, but uh, yeah, and that and and that bullet point is very readable and easily scannable. What we're you know what we're talking about with these people who are coming to your website like junkies and needs need information quick. Uh, Chris, how many people go to a website and then read blocks of paragraphs? Oh, no just, one. No one. It do, it do, yeah, no one. No one. <laughs> no. You can, not I even can when tell they're, you not that. Not even when they're trying to read articles, I they can, still don't read them. Yeah, they still don't read them. They look at the headline. I can tell you that based on the fact that I've had years and years and years of experience of people clicking ads that explicitly say, we don't do what you're looking for. They still click on it. They even call the phone number on the website thinking that they're still in the right place, even though you've told them that you're in the wrong right. place. They don't read. They don't read. So with that said, when I look at a business website, the thing I'm trying to keep in mind, is yes, I want tons of information. Yes, I want um, great content. But I also, I want it in a scannable way. Something where someone can come to the website very quickly, scan down the page like they will without reading anything too in depth and taking too much time to do it, but still understand and get the me and receive the message that we're trying to get across. So you can use that with different color schemes, like breaking up the page, with different boxes, bullet points, headlines, shorter paragraphs. And I think there's a time and a place for longer paragraphs on service pages, on blog pages, but at the same time, overall, you want things to be scannable so people can quickly scan because that's what they're apt to do and and receive the message that you're trying to trying to get across to them so chris just before we finish up uh and go to patreon we do have some miscellaneous yep. tips uh but first why don't you tell us about optio yeah optio opteo.com slash psp2 i tell you about it uh just about every week because it's a great tool i recommend it Jason recommends it. There's a reason they've been a sponsor for so long. Uh, it's because conti people continue to learn about this tool and check it out. It's very affordable. You'll like the price. In fact, you might be surprised to learn that it's entirely free for eight weeks. You can try it and improve your campaigns. Listen, 
you guys just got through COVID lockdown. You know, you just got out of your house and you're trying to scramble and get more clients for your Google ads management, for your PPC management. You have different things. You're trying to get some stuff done. Here's an opportunity to literally improve your campaigns for free for eight weeks. Let's say it turns out you've actually closed more deals. You've gotten clients over those two months happier. You now just gained the ability to pay for this tool on a month-to-month basis for free because of the value you've gained for it. That's how powerful this tool is. It can improve and save your company because it gets things done faster and better than you could on your own. Optio.com slash PSP2 to try it out. Thanks, Chris. And we've got another great podcast about Google Ads that we want to share with you. Google Ads Strategy with friend of the show, Kyle Solarud. It's at googleadsstrategy.com. It's all in the title. It's a podcast about Google Ads strategy. The first 30 or so episodes are episodes answering the most common Google Ads questions. You can get like an intro to Google Ads course just from those 30 episodes. And then more recently, Kyle's been interviewing other experts on his show. No matter where you're at with your Google Ads knowledge, this is going to be a great podcast to listen to. Some of the recent episodes, Google Ads, One Penny Clicks in 2002. Guaranteed conversion bidding and more. Make each click count using Google Shopping, Google Ads for nonprofits, YouTube ads for brick and mortar businesses, and discussing CBD, HVAC, smart shopping, and more. So it's an in depth Google ad strategy podcast. We recommend it. Go to googleadstrategy.com and also in your podcast players, search Google ads strategy and you'll find it. It's called Google ad strategy with Kyle Solrud. Listen to it right after this show is done and subscribe today. So Chris, just a couple miscellaneous uh, things that come across discussing websites with clients. I want to kind of run by them and kind of see if you kind of agree with my opinion here. The first one, should I put social media links and buttons on my website? You might hear from a Google ads manager, no, you shouldn't do that because they're going to click off and we're not going to get, 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 get the conversion data. And they, <laughs> they'll probably sound exactly <laughs> like this too. But Chris, I, I disagree with that. I'm, I'm confident enough in my ability to help clients make money and build a strong relationship with them that I don't have to track every single conversion we get for their That's, business. That, so that if, is a, if we, can you we love do, that, do you that love that? That is beautiful. We'd have to talk about that in Patreon, but that is such a wonderful thing. If you guys don't know, to hear your manager say something like that, where he's not so self-insecure that he has to get credit for every single leads he gets so that you don't fire him because he's afraid he didn't hit your ROI for the month. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Glad that hit a a nice little soft spot there. (laughs) So, Chris, and the thing is, people are like, well, they're going to click off. And I'm like, here's my thing. Yeah, but some people want to click off, so they are going to click yes, off. Yeah. And so if I go to a moving company website and it's like, yeah, you made yourself look great on your website, anybody can do that for $5,000. You could still be a felon, and <laughs> I don't want to let you into my house. So how do I know if I want to work with you, right? Well, I like clicking to people's Facebook page. What's going on on Facebook? Do you have pictures of real people? Do you have employees? Do you have reviews on there? And then you know what? I'll just dial the number I see on Facebook there because I'm there. Mm-hmm. but the business came from a Google ads click initially. When I work with clients that have that good problem, 
where we're not getting the conversions tracked mm-hmm. because of that that's okay. Let's let's sure. understand the overall feel of how business you can't can't track everything all the time. Uh, so I like having the button, social media buttons on the page. Next tip, Chris, on social media, on your blog post, wherever, just have something current. Um, even with the whole COVID thing, when I go to some websites and I see updates about COVID, like, hey, we understand the situation. This is how we're handling it. This is what's changed. This is the same. Even when it's something like that, I love seeing that because that tells me that's an active business that A, is good enough at what they do to be active and still be in business and be current. And then two, shows me they care enough about their customer and the overall customer experience that they're updating social media, they're updating their website. So when I go to their blog and I see a blog post from two weeks ago as opposed to two years ago, doesn't tell me if they're still in business. Yeah, I mean, it tells me they're still in business and I don't have to wonder. I think it's kind of a bad sign when you have social media and blogs with no updates in a long time. I was thinking of a pay-per-click agency. Not going to name them, but I was thinking of them last night. Someone I interacted with years ago in the sense of like, oh, those are the big guys. That's who I got to become. And then I even had some clients where uh, like I was their administrative manager almost when I was younger on their account and they hired that agency to help us. I was like, what's going on with them? I haven't seen them recently. And I went to their website, no updates in the last couple of years on their social media. Site's still there. Site still looks great. But the blog post of social media hasn't been updated in over a year. So the question is, what's going on? Are you guys still in business or wow. or what? Hmm. So that's the feeling I get when I see that. So another thing, um, we talked about the content, Chris. You want to make sure people can find what they're looking for. One way to do that is to have a search bar, a search button, some way to search a website that people can quickly find the search area. And to me, that's important because even if even if you don't give them exactly what they're looking for with Google, because maybe they did a regular search like moving companies in Nashville, but they actually wanted to know about medical offices, well, they didn't do it in the search, so you didn't take them to that page, but they can do a search on the website and get to the page they're looking for. So I like having a search option prominent somewhere. A couple more tips. Or just one more tip, different language buttons easily seen. We've talked about it before, Chris, Seattle with uh, Chinese, New York City with Chinese, Russian, uh, Chinese and Russian, different areas, people speak different languages prominently, like maybe a good percentage of the population speaks Chinese or speaks Russian in New York City. Well, they might do a regular search in English on, on Google, your English ad will show up They'll click to the website. It's in English. But you know what? They really prefer things in Russian. They see that Russian flag there. They can click on it and uh, the website changes to Russian. I found that to be a very, very functional, very good tip. And I can see how from a Google Ads perspective, it can it can really help the conversion performance. So, Chris, um, that's it. Uh, yeah. We did our website series. That was fun. Jason? Wonderful layout, great points. We love wonderful series. We've gotten a lot of comments. People saying they love the series, learning a lot. You know, it's the kind of thing that when we started talking about it, we had no idea just how deep and how much there was to cover. So, uh, really good stuff. And we're about to jump in to our Patreon. And guys, you have no idea how much people love our Patreon. 
for the value they get for $2 a month. And I just, you know, we do reviews about the show. I just have to share a review from someone who, you know, really loved the show and left us a comment and we appreciated it. And we just, you know, it'll give you an idea of what you can expect. An anonymous comment that said, um, if I wanted to listen to two depressed guys complain, I would at least choose some funny ones. PaidSearchPodcast.com, you'll see the big banner for Patreon over there. And if you want that kind of content, please sign up 